Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This. Well, good morning, little brother. It's early break with Zip and Jig, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from 6 to 8 on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Five straight losses for Nebraska basketball, five and seven on the season. They play Kennesaw State tomorrow night trying to end their five-game oh. skid. Are you going to that? I don't know for sure. We'll see. It's still up in the air. We're joined now by Husker Lions' Robin Washington, who will be at that game. Robin, I, the question for you off the bat is, are threes ever going to start falling for Nebraska basketball or not? Well, they haven't through 12 games yet, so at some point, you are what you are, and you know, Fred just said it last night, and he said it multiple times uh, this year that, um, you know, of all the issues he thought this team would have, shooting was, was probably the very bottom of the list of potential concerns, but here we are, you know, like I said, almost all the way through non-conference play, and uh, they remain one of the worst three-point shooting teams in all of college basketball. So it's pretty, been a pretty stunning development, especially with the work that they tried to do uh, to bolster that area and the guys they brought in specifically to upgrade their three-point shooting. For them to somehow be this much worse, uh, I don't know what the explanation is, but <laughs> it's really kind of turned the course of their entire season because they – built this roster to have the identity of a high-powered three-point shooting team, and they can't buy a bucket from top to bottom on their roster. Well, I mean, you understand to a certain point, they don't get very good shots, and some of that is point They guard. do, though. Sid. They get a lot of good shots, and they just miss them. Like, yeah. we look at the first half of that game uh, okay. the, the, with the way that they were able to move the ball around. They okay. hit five of their first ten, and then for whatever reason, uh, they just started missing those exact same shots, and then they missed those shots. And then they start contested, getting flustered, yeah. and they take these bad, you know, thirty footers. So yeah. it's it's an issue where yes, they are taking some bad shots, but they're also getting a lot of really good looks that, with their profile as players, they should be making, and they're not, and hmm. they're doing it at a at a pretty staggeringly uh, poor clip. Okay, I don't expect you to solve Nebraska's problems. That's not, <laughs> but 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 I will ask you this. When do you think Trey McGowan's will be back on the court, and how and and in what ways will that help? Well, it'll help in a lot of ways. I, I guess we'll see. Uh, we'll see what uh, the time frame is on that. I know he said um, on one of the podcasts we did that January fifth at Michigan State is uh, where the kind of I know was what. Uh, uh, the type of he was looking for, mm-hmm. but Fred last night said they're looking maybe more mid January. Um, I guess they probably don't want to rush him back entirely, but I know that he personally is chomping at the bit to get back. And so early to mid January is kind of the, the likely window there. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, he brings so much. Uh, just with he's their best on ball defender. Yes, uh, he's yes. their most active uh, perimeter defender. Uh, he's a guy that you know can help facilitate the offense. He's another he can be another point guard uh, that that can help get things going and get better flow offensively. Uh, and most importantly of all, he's their best vocal leader. And to actually have your best vocal leader on the floor when times get tough, uh, that makes a really big difference. So, um, you know, I think that he's one of those guys that makes everybody else around him better. And having him out there will, uh, I don't know if it'll totally solve all their issues, but it will certainly uh, provide them a shot in the arm for a team that needs all the help they can get right now. Fred said they would try to be doing some different things against Kansas State that they, they had done the previous game they had played in the previous few games. Did you see anything different, Robin, in that game against K-State for Nebraska or not? Early on, um, they clearly were trying to run the offense more through Derek Walker mm-hmm. uh, in the high post, but the problem was that uh, you know Kansas State's style of defense is so aggressive um, on the ball that their guards were flustering Nebraska's guards uh, when they would get up the court, and then they would just hound Derek Walker every time that he got the ball in the high post. And so no coincidence that he and Alonzo Verge both had six turnovers each, and a lot of that just had to do with the way Kansas State was defending. So um, that the, they had a plan, but <laughs> they didn't execute it very well, and uh, Kansas State had a lot to do with that as well. But you, know, you also got to keep in mind they only had – what, two or three practices to try to do these different wrinkles. And so now, you know, they've got a couple more. Uh, and then, obviously, after break, they'll get a few more after that. So, hopefully, uh, what they're trying to change with this offense can get a little bit more repetition in practice and it'll be executed a at a better level than what we saw um, against Kansas City. Rob, um, you pay close attention. You're at every game. How's the body language on the bench? How's the How's the body language, period? What is this team hanging in there morale-wise? Um, I mean, as much as you could expect, uh, things are obviously not good right now. Um, guys are stressing. Uh, they understand how bad that uh, their uh, season has turned on them mm-hmm. with kind of what they expected this year to be. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, there's this just kind of some some morale hits that, that come with that, but I mean I I don't want to say they've completely checked out. No, um, but but you know they've they're at a really uh, big crossroads right now, and this team is so desperate for a win and just something positive to happen with their program. And after that game, I asked Derek Walker, it's like, you know, you guys are one game left in non-conference play, and then it's all Big Ten from here, like. Uh, what's the level of concern right now? And basically says it's pretty high right now. Like this Kennesaw State game is extremely important just for the opportunity to be on the right side of the scoreboard again and snap a five-game losing streak and and taste victory one more time yes. going into Christmas break yes. and just have having some sort of positive vibe around the program. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can chalk it up to it's only Kennesaw State. This team had Creighton down by uh, double digits uh, up in Omaha earlier this season. So you know they're you know they're they're not just some total pushover. And uh, if Nebraska can thinks that they're just going to get handed to victory, then they're going to be sorely mistaken. So they got to go out there and play well. And if they can do that and get a win and just get something uh, to go well on their side, that would be such a uh, 
good boost where, uh, you know, like the opportunity now for uh, a game like this is pretty much gone after Wednesday night. And so they, they got to take advantage of it and uh, find a way to, to just get, get something uh, to, to give themselves a lift just from a morale standpoint. Okay. Robin, always good stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week. Have a Merry Christmas, man. Yep, you too, guys. See you later. Good stuff. Robin Washit, Husker Online, uh, Nebraska basketball plays again tomorrow night, 6.30 p.m. against Kennesaw State. As Robin said, these guys need to taste a win again. It's Absolutely. been since South Dakota in November. Mm-hmm. They've not won a game this month yet. Yeah, it's important for them to get a win. Um, so you got two big nights ahead, Mannheim tonight and Nebraska versus Kennesaw State. I'll, I'll be watching it tomorrow night. If I'm there or not, I'll be watching it. Yeah. I will be watching the game somewhere. You can try to gauge the concession situation at PBA. Oh, is that right? Like, yeah. Either I could text somebody or see it myself, possibly. <laughs> you don't have you don't have tickets, right? I do now. not have tickets for tomorrow night. I don't game. imagine they'd be that hard to. No, get. No, I, I don't imagine they would be at all. Probably you can yeah, get them for I, six bucks. Chance. I wonder if I should be going to. Am I, maybe I'll go. You're not going to Kennesaw State. Don't kid the people here. Don't kid me or yourself. <laughs> That's the Why game you're going to go so to. Why are so hard on me about this? What, where did that come from? Kennesaw State. Just to go and si- size it up a little bit in person. I mean, at the end of the day, I am something of a journalist. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think the media people that are there would say, what in the world is <laughs> to me here? So this, this is Kennesaw State, not Kent State. Well, they do have a not good Kansas pre- State. They do have a good pregame meal at PBA, oh, they, and they really do. They really do. This is a way. food conversation here. <laughs> they had uh, I can't. They had noodles and some kind of meat over it. Um, the last time I was there, and it was it was pretty good. Well, and brownies. The brownies. Were oh, incredible. you got to get a brownie. Yeah, the or brownie, three or the four. brownies were incredible. Um, but anyway, I'm not ruling out going. At all. I think I'm putting it at a 3% chance. I think Three. you could bump that to 13. 13% I'll go, chance. I'll beat you in the middle at 8. 8%. Okay. Okay. 8% chance okay. you're going to the game tomorrow that, night. That's the middle. Let's play the game. So give us a call right now at 464-568. Five your chance to win a business box of bagels to Bagels and Joe. Today's topic is NFL coaching wins leaders by franchise. Which coaches have the most wins by NFL franchise? Interesting topic. Thank you. Yes, it's yeah. different. That's a good one. We don't do it very often. That's a good one. See ever. if we get yeah, well, some people already call. Uh, four six four five six eight five. Shut up, Sipple starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, "Shut up, Sipple!" <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play. 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, 464-5685. Call the dig down Sip and Trivia. How do you feel about NFL leaders and wins by franchise? Not, not that bad. As long as you go kind of old school, I'm pretty good. I cannot guarantee anything on that. Uh, Scott, how do you feel about NFL coaching wins leaders? Uh, you know, not so bad. All right, Scott. Scott, thanks, thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. First question goes to you. Who has the most wins in Bengals history with 131? Oh, you had to ask me about them. Um, these, are, these are looking for coaches here. What coaches? Yeah. 
Yeah. Boy, I am absolutely drawing a blank on that one. That's okay. Uh, I don't know on that one. Gotta All right. Tell you. All right. I'll give you a pass. Okay. Give me the horse. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try it. Okay, Bengals. I think there's only one answer to this. Sam Weich. That's definitely not the answer. The answer is Marvin Lewis, who was there for 15 seasons. Oh, he he passed Sam Weich. I think by a lot. No, look that up, Harrison. See, just write on the board what what yeah, their totals see, yeah. are. 131 for uh, Marvin. Marvin Lewis. took him to a Super Bowl. Well, you know what? He doesn't have the most wins of all time. He was there for 15 seasons, probably, like Marvin Lewis was. You're down zero to negative one. To tie it back up, Sip, your first question. Who has the most wins in Broncos history with 138? Dan Reeves. <laughs> oh, my God. you got to be kidding me. It is not you got to be kidding Reeves. me. Uh, Scott, do you want that one or not? Oh, uh, I can see him. I know who yes. it is, and I uh, can't come up with the name. I'm for some reason drawing a blank yes. this morning, but uh, you can pass. Yeah, I don't I need to take it. I'll pass on that one. Mike, Mike Shanahan. Shanahan is the correct yeah, answer. Yeah, that's it. All right, so Scott has no answers right, but he's up by one point still. This is for the win, Scott. Your last question: Two men are tied for the most wins in Jaguars history with 68. Name one of them. Well, I promise you it's not Urban Meyer, but let's see. Um, <laughs> not him yet, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jaguars history. Wow. I, again, take your time. Mike, and I apologize on this one. Take your time on this. There's two guys tied with 68 wins in Jacksonville Jaguars history. All right, count it. Five yes. seconds. Yes. Five seconds, Scott. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. We gave you the horns. I've spoken with one the of them. I've, I've been on the phone with one of these Time's guys. up, Scott. We're moving on. I'm, get, I'm, I'm, going, I'm, back I'm tying tie. it up. Yeah, it's Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin. You know the other guy? Um, Got no. guess there? Jack Del Rio. Oh, Del Rio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So we're back to a 0-0 tie. This is for the win. Sip to get your first win of the week. Last question. Who has the most wins in Vikings history with 158? Well, it's one of two. Um, it's it, I'm. It has to be Bud Grant. Is it Bud Grant for the win? Yes. Yes. Come back. He got himself in trouble early on, but he battled back to get the win. Scott, thanks for calling. We'll get you back on the coffee, but calling down the road, man. All right, thanks, Rich. Yeah, thank you, guys. Scott, we'll give him, uh, we'll get him a bagel and a coffee delivered by Eagle Delivery. And by the way, speaking of Eagle Delivery, we will give them our Beatrice Bakery package this week because we're giving away stuff for Christmas season and all year long. Eagle Delivery has been a great supporter of the ticket. We're going to support them by giving them a package from Beatrice Bakery. You can get anything from fruit cakes, liqueur cakes, breakfast breads, bundles, and more. Mm. Buy those at BeatriceBakery.com or deli- or deliver or visit them in Beatrice. Yeah, wonderful those, place there. Those those cakes are good. Um, so again, congrats to Eagle Delivery for <coughs> Eagle Delivery for being our winner today of our Beatrice Bakery package. You see, um, hey Harrison, thank you for that writing on the board. I was way off on Sam White, Marvin Lewis. It was one hundred and thirty-one wins and one hundred and twenty-two losses. Sam. I'm, I'm embarrassed to read this. 
Sam Weich was 61 and 66. Which means that Marvin Lewis had 70 more wins with the Bengals. <laughs> Thank you for and that, And you Matt. thought it was close. <laughs> Sam Weich took that team to a Super Bowl. Marvin Lewis was there for 15 seasons. He never got. He's never sniffed a Super Bowl. But he sniffed the playoffs a lot. He was in the playoffs quite often with yeah, the Bengals. losing in the first round. Right, usually. but he made it. He's, he was like Marty Schottenheimer, you know, make the playoffs and lose right away. I'm 39 and 35 since the reset. 39 and 35 since the reset. But you got your win. Got and you were win down. Today. You were down zero to negative one. Yeah, I, I made a couple bad calls. White and I wonder how far Dan Reeves is behind. He's not that far behind. It, that, that one's close. Okay. That one is close. But it, it is definitely... Uh, Mike Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. But he came back. Yeah. Who was your other option for the Vikings? Well, wouldn't it have been Green? Denny Green. I'm not sure how many wins he has. That's probably a good, decent one to go with. But it was Bud Grant, and you win today. We'll wrap things up with the spillover next on Early Break on the Ticket. (laughs) 